0: You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. One Time by Lone Lily on AO3 It took them three days to find the boy, six to find his little sister. She doesn't remember the last time she slept, showered at home, had a meal that wasn't cold lo from the break room fridge. They had barely made it back to the precinct before Cragen had sent them home, despite their protests, insisting they get some rest for a day or two. She knows he's only looking out for them, but there's nothing she wants less than to be stuck in her apartment for two days, with nothing else to think about besides the pair of tiny bodies, broken and bruised by their father's anger. She's no stranger to this, the loneliness of self-comfort after a brutal case. Another time, maybe she would go for a drink, find some nameless guy at a bar, lose herself in the banality of poor decisions. Instead, she makes herself a cup of tea before grabbing the blanket from the back of her couch and settling onto the cushions, her legs tucked underneath her. Dinner will be soup from Carlos's, she decides something with plenty of vegetables. The television refuses to capture her interest, and eventually she stretches out, closes her eyes, sees a doll in the woods, hair matted into a loving ponytail made by small, uncoordinated hands. The sound of rain drifts through her consciousness, and she falls asleep thinking, at least we found them before the storms came. The pounding on her door jars her awake. She knows intuitively it will be Elliot. No one else cares to knock on her door so aggressively. She peers through the peephole, and sure enough, her partner stands on the other side, his hand braced on the doorframe, his head bowed forward in surrender. This is an uncommon occurrence. Him showing up on her doorstep like this, and she frowns at the sight of him. The wildness in his gaze like an animal trapped in its cage. L. She breathes, stepping aside as she ushers him into her apartment. He's too close when she turns around, and she can feel the cold emanating from his body, his clothes soaked through by the rain. Come on, she offers soothingly, putting distance between them as she steps around him, heading toward the kitchen. I'll make you some coffee. She expects him to follow her the same as he would at the precinct, but his hand catches hers too hard, and too sudden, and she startles at the contact. No, he says through clenched teeth, the muscles twitching in his jaw as he scrubs his palm over his face. I don't need you to handle me. He's angry. Not at her, but she's there, and he knows she can bear it, knows she will bear it. These things that they carry together, the things he can't take home to his wife. They are handfasted by atrocities. I need. He begins and then turns away from her, frustrated and unwilling to say it. He needs. She understands. It's not a fight he wants, not a fight at all. He'll settle for one, of course. They have always been willing to meet each other in the middle of fury, to fuck it out with words because everything else was off limits. But she's tired today, exhausted, too goddamn weary to argue, too broken herself to help him work through his rage. And why should she? Why is she the one who has to put him together when there's no one waiting with glue to take care of her? Okay, she decides, too aware of the tension in her diaphragm, the way her heart seems to trip over itself, the pounding of her blood in her ear. He goes still frowns at her in confusion. Okay, what? She swallows, fights the urge to clear her throat. Use me. Elliot has always had a masterful poker face, considering the well of anger he's able to tap into with the slightest provocation. She knows his tells, though. The measure of his breath, the darkening of his pupils. She sees her offer hit its mark. Watches as the energy in his body coils inside him. A sleeping thing coming awake. Restless and reckless. You want me to fuck you? It's a dangerous question. A tactic. Twisting her words to reveal an underlying motive. And she nearly smirks. He had to know she wouldn't cave so easily. I want you to do... Whatever you need to do. His choice. It's always needed to be his choice. And then he makes it. And she knows she will remember that moment forever. That split second where the space between them sparks with desire and permission and his hot breath as he advances on her. The force of his body pushes hers against the wall, knocking the breath out of her as he grabs her face brings her up to his own, claims her mouth with a hungry, guttural groan that sends heat straight down her spine. She reaches for him then, shoves her hands under the leather of his jacket, fists his shirt low on his back. His bulk against her is solid, the dampness of his clothes cooling her already inflamed skin. His hands are everywhere, and she can't get enough of it, of him. So she moans and stretches up, widens her stance, pulls his hips to hers. He wastes no time shoving his thigh between hers. The rough material of his jeans pressing intimately against her core. The thin material of her pajama pants doing nothing to hide his arousal from her. Fuck, she sighs, canting her hips, grinding herself down on the thick muscle of his thigh. That seems to be the permission he was seeking, because he turns her around then, rough, his hands splayed over her shoulder blades, pinning her to the wall. Her entire body melts when he shoves his other hand on the front of her, under the waistband of her pants, his hard cock brushing against her ass. Ah, he growls into her ear as he finds her, his thick fingers spreading her open, zeroing in on the arousal pooling there. You do want me to fuck you. Do it or talk about it, she taunts him, flattening her palms against the wall, broadening her stance, peering at him over her shoulder. Your choice. Say it, he demands, slipping his hand under her shirt, cupping her breasts in a way that makes her whole body shudder against him. His hand is calloused, coarse against her sensitive nipple, and she groans knowing he can feel the surge of wetness as he tugs at her. Say you want me to fuck you. Christ, she thinks, her head tipping forward to the wall in front of her. There's no coming back from this. No pretending later that this wasn't inevitable. Six years she has ached for him. Six fucking years. I want. But she can't say it. It's too much. With his hand inside her his fingers pressing hot marks into her breast. Saying it gives away too much, and she's already giving him everything else. Just this once, he promises, his words merely a breath against her ear. Just for today. Say it. His choice. His choice. But hers, too. She sees that now. He would never accept it any other way. I want you, she says finally, defeated, and then, fuck me. It takes nothing to get her naked, a little more effort for him to join her, and then he bends her body to his will. His fingers wrapping around her wrists, lifting them up on the wall above her head. She arches her back underneath him, presses her ass into his groin, moans when his thick cock slides between her thighs her body clenching greedily at the idea of him. He teases. She grinds. And then he is driving into her, suddenly. And then again, again, again. Refusing to let her catch her breath. Every brutal thrust of his hips into hers forces her tits against the wall, nipples scraping, his body draped over her, pinning her, claiming her, and her head spins with the enormity of the moment the mindlessness of her pleasure, the gathering tension inside her that demands more of him, all of him. He gives her that, all of him. In this moment, he belongs to her and she accepts him greedily, the knowledge that this can only exist this one time, making every second of it unbearable, like her brain is trying to remember every sensation that overwhelms her body. And just as that unendurable ecstasy begins to stretch taut inside her, when she's certain she is about to come harder than she ever has before, he falters suddenly, slows the rhythm, and then stops completely, presses an apologetic kiss at the top of her spine. No. No, she repeats desperately, turning her face toward him, the hurt spreading hotly across her cheeks. Not like this. He spins her gently in his arms, his hands cupping her face, even as her entire body stiffens. She eyes him accusingly. If I only get this one time. Understanding dawns on her, her lips parting slightly on a sigh. And then he's dragging his mouth over hers, silencing any objections before she can make them. His hands settle around her waist fingers digging into her skin as he plunders her mouth, taking his time, stoking that flame back into a fire. When he pulls away, it's reluctantly, his mouth dipping to hers again and again before he manages to drag himself away enough to explain. If it's just one time, I want you in a bed. She comes apart against his mouth, his tongue on her clit. The next time, he is inside her, her legs high up his back, his arms straining as he rocks into her. It's the look in his eyes that does it, that inexplicable feeling of being known, of knowing, while at the same time his cock is buried so damn deep she can barely breathe around it. It's dark outside when she slips her leg over his waist sometime later, settling onto his lap, her long fingers stroking him back into aching need. He stares up at her through heavy eyes as she teases herself, the both of them, holding his cock against her cunt as she slides up and down his shaft. When she finally takes him inside, the shudder runs through them both, and when she begins to move, she feels his groan through every inch of her body. She likes that he likes to watch, the sway of her tits, The roll of her hips, the sight of his cock glistening with her arousal as it disappears into her body. He sees all of it, and she knows. If it really is only this one time, he's making sure he remembers all of it. So she puts on a show. The third time, he is holding her wrists behind her back as she rides him, and the exquisite pain of his mouth on her nipples as she begs him for more sends her toppling over the edge her orgasm splitting apart inside her with a devastating fury. After, when she's laying spent in his arms and he places a kiss on the crown of her head, she remembers the bodies of those small children again, thinks about his own kids waiting for him to come home. This was for him, she tells herself, and for them. Whatever it takes to send him home safe, she'll do that. You should go, she murmurs, kissing his chest, forgiving him for having to. Live, he frowns, sitting up as she extricates herself from his embrace. I'll see you on Monday, she assures him softly as she slips out of the bed, leaning down to kiss him before she heads toward the bathroom, grateful for the chance to put space between them now. This doesn't work if he can see through her and she feels on the verge of something devastating. She locks the door, even though she knows he won't follow her, that he'll go home like he's meant to, to his wife, his children, his life. Even so, she doesn't come out until long after the shower has turned cold, and when she settles into sheets that smell like him, like both of them, she knows this could never just be the one time. He will seek her out again. And she will wait until he does. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com/audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening and remember, the stories are out there.